0: Hey, Sweat Sisters, welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, which highlights women who are balancing demanding careers with a healthy lifestyle and hurtling over personal and professional obstacles. I'm your host, Aisha DeVore Branch, and each week I have a sister to sister chat with an inspiring go getter, and listeners learn how good things come to those who sweat. If this is your first time listening, what up? You could be anywhere in the world and you're here with me. And I really appreciate that. If you love what you hear, take a second to subscribe to the podcast so you get updates every time we drop a new episode. If you got half a second, leave a rating, which will help other Sweat Sisters in need of some inspiration find our podcast. If you have a minute, please follow us across all social media platforms. We are at Pretty Girl Sweat on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and YouTube. Use the hashtag Pretty Girl Sweat when sharing this episode. And if you have five minutes, please leave a review and let us know how we're doing. You're listening to episode 13 of the Pretty Girl Sweat Show. And today I'm chatting it up with my home girl Marquita Smith. The author of the book, P.S. Pray the Same for Me, blogger and creator of How I Grew Today, spent the early part of her career working in the entertainment industry for influential brands and artists such as Reebok, Jay-Z's S. Carter Enterprises, and Rock Nation. In 2011, she stepped away to do some soul searching and to answer her true calling of being a writer. Her journey to self-discovery has been a mix of some love, some pain, and everything else in between. Being able to release the past and grow into a better, healthier person, mind, body, and soul, has given Marquita the power to inspire. As a writer, mother, and enthusiast on all things that push you to become the best version of yourself, Marquita Smith is on a mission to do her part to spread love and light, and to help the world become more conscious, intentional, and aware. So excited! That this exactly. is finally happening! Absolutely. <laughs> well, take us on a journey of your day today. How has it been so far?
1: So far today, my day has been. Good. I find, though, that when I wake up and I do not have my prayer meditation, I am completely scrambled. So I I do realize the importance of taking that time, no matter how tired I am or if I wake up late, that I need that time to really, really set my attention for the day. If I don't, it can go all over the map.
0: Wow. So what's your typical morning routine?
1: So I normally wake up around 5.30, 5.30 or 6, and I have prayer, devotion, meditation time. And that normally will last me about an hour or so, um, depending on how I'm feeling. So I'll do that. um, And then I'll, I'll wake up and I will... Exercise. Uh, I try to at least three to four days a week, if not more. I've been on this thing recently where I have um, just been jump roping. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, I was the jump rope for hard queen uh, when I was in fifth grade. So I never Uh, uh, lost. Of of course you were. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you were. Of course I was. So, but what, you know, I I was working out with a trainer and doing weights. And what I've know that I have to do is I have to check in energetically because there are times when I'm like, okay, I need to really move, right? So I'll I'll ride my bike or I'll jump rope or um, I'll do some type of strenuous cardio. But then there are times where energetically, like my soul feels tired and I used to push through it and just force myself to do um, whatever, right? Just keep the momentum, but I've learned to just kind of back off. So on, on those days, I kind of just do something that I like, like jumping rope, and then I'll sit in the sauna for maybe 30, 45 minutes. I really like to do that at least um, three days out of the week as well. Um, that that And when I sit in the sauna, I kind of combine meditation and the sauna, so i like kill two birds and myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How does that affect your skin? Does it give you a glow? Because you do have a glow.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much for noticing, but oh, it does. And I have a um, a far infrared sauna, which is not like your regular sauna where you go to the spa and it's kind of a wet sauna or a dry heat sauna. It okay. is a, a sauna that uses far infrared heat. So it heats you up from the inside out. So it, it it detoxes you on a cellular level, which oh, gives wow. you a completely different experience. And when I tell you, like, if I'm feeling anxious or, you know, just I can't sleep, I'll get out. Sometimes I do two a day. So I'll get in the morning and then night right before bed. And it is just amazing. And I had my first experience with a far infrared sauna at a colon hydrotherapist office. Um, and what they do is normally you go get a, a colonic and then they say, they offer this room you can go in and there's a cabin in there that you sit in for far infrared heat and so that continues the detox from the colonic oh. so I was so I loved it so much that I ended up buying one for my house and I get in it as much as I can wow and it's <laughs> like the crazy stuff for your skin and you know it Helps with weight loss because it helps you increase your, your metabolism and your heart rate. Um, and it's just really, really good. So, what I'll do is I'll jump in the shower really quick and I'll dry brush. Or let me see, yes, I'll dry brush, jump in the shower, and then sit in the sauna, and it just relaxes you. And it's really good. And I love the fact that it does detox on a cellular level. So, let's say you're doing like green juices. And all these other things to kind of detox, this really helps accelerate that and pushes everything out. Wow.
0: That's amazing. I was like, where did she find out about this? But for for the rest of the world out there who can't afford one of these, what other suggestions do you have for us to like detox um, on the best level possible without that?
1: there are places now, I think like in L.A. especially, mm-hmm. that have um, these far infrared saunas that you can go in. I think you go in for maybe like $15, $20. You can spend 45 minutes to an hour okay. in there. Um, so that is an option. But prior to me getting the actual cabin, I had they had an option of a – it's like a cocoon. You can put a mat down and place it over you. So there are, are different tiered options for far infrared heat. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is – you know, for whatever you can afford. So that's been really good for me. So I started out in both those ways. So going to a facility, buying the dome and then graduated to actually purchasing a cabin. Um, and I learned about all of this stuff from my colon hydrotherapist. Mm. and I started getting colonics, um, years ago, uh, because I've, was having some abdominal pains, and I thought it was just, you know, natural ladies. We have issues sometimes, right? So it's kind of like during the month, you cramp in, whatever it is, but it just was continuous. It was all months long, and I didn't realize why, but I had so much blockage uh, in my colon, and I started a routine of going to get colonics uh, weekly. Now, some people might say that's a bit excessive, but At that point in time, I was not eating properly either. So going to a colon hydrotherapist helped me get on a new regime of eating, like uh, ridding myself of gluten and those things that that were blocking Mm me. So I started getting colonics and then that introduced me to the whole world of like green juices and all of those things. This was years ago. And then the saunas and then the supplements and all these other things kind of added to what I was doing
0: to detox. Mm. Okay. Well, I need some insight on like, when did this healthy change happen for you? Like, when did you decide I'm going to really take control of my body? Okay.
1: So we always hear body, mind, spirit, Mm -hmm. right? But for me, um, and a lot of people say, you know, let me get my mind right, then I can get my body right. But for me, it's always been, let me get my body right, and then my mind will follow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I've always had um, just, I don't want to say weight challenges, but just kind of issues around food. And I wanted to finally get a grasp and a hold of that. And I started to really realize how if I didn't feel right in my body, mentally I was jacked up. Mm. So I started with with that process. So for me, once I, I knew something was wrong, like I knew I wanted to do a full body emotional reset. Um, and so I had to start with the body part because I was – feeling very self-conscious. If I gained like 10 pounds here, I had a very poor relationship with food, um, body dysmorphia, like all of it since probably the age of six. And, um, so once I got a handle on, on that, and I I think I started with, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Natalia Rose. She, uh, had, it's called a detox from women. Mm, No, tell me more. Right, so that's what started it. So she, I went on a candida cleanse, which was to cleanse my body of yeast, okay. and I went on that for three months. So I literally did not eat any sugar or anything that broke would break down into sugar for three months.
0: How did, and how did that, that change go, my life? Yeah, how did that go?
1: It was hard, but I'm so crazy that you can tell me to do the master cleanse for two weeks and I'll do it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like I have willpower. When it's like my mind is focused, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, and I'm about to create a menu, figure out all what I need to do in that moment because I, w- I was just so, so excited about the possibilities. And I was like, I got to do something. And so I did that for three months. And after that, I started to learn more about the benefits of not eating sugar and green juices and all of these other things. So once I got a handle, like I went to an extreme to to kind of jumpstart me. And then I was able to level off and figure out what worked best for me from there. And so once I began to get uh, my body right, I, my mentality was destined to change. And I had, you know, gone through a lot of um, issues. I lost my parents. I just grieving and I just wanted to really get healthy. And that's really what pushed me to uh, start this whole journey of not only uh, self-reflection and introspection, but also with the physical part as well. Mm.
0: You've made a few mentions of your childhood, so let's go back there. Tell us a little bit more about your upbringing, um, from your parents to any siblings, all of that.
1: Okay, so I grew up in Alabama. I'm a country girl, mm-hmm. and um, my I have, a, I have a sister, and my my upbringing was pretty. It was a little, I would say now, like, rocky, but good. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot about being emotionally (laughs) self-sufficient during that time because I I grew up where, you know, in the deep south, my my dad was a vet um, from the... um, Vietnam War and, you know, my mom and dad met in college and they were just trying to figure it out and doing and do it the best way they knew how with the tools that they had. So in that process, sometimes, you know, the kids get left in the cracks a little bit, right? Like my mom, beautiful relationship with my mom. Everything was great. But I started to notice that, you know, she was trying to just make it. Right. Trying to figure this whole thing out. And my dad has had his own set of issues that they needed to um, that he needed to, to work through as well. But I was very much a. I don't know how you call it. I guess I was just I would. I, I say now that I really had a really good relationship with God very early. Then I didn't realize that that's who was speaking to me. I just thought it was my imagination yeah, and my friend in my head. But now I realize that it was God leading me in, even at that age. I mean, in those moments, I can see that now. Um, and, you know, it made for me to be a seeker during that time. Um in Alabama, you you are you deal with a, a whole lot of issues. I mean, you understand that you grow up in the South, so you have to deal with you know racism and how to uh, work your way through that, how to kind of navigate and find your way in that process, and um, you know it's it could be hard if you don't know how to do it, and then if you don't have the resources. Uh, or, or someone kind of telling you you need to do this you need to do this or that in order to maintain your maintain your uh, sense of self um, it could be pretty challenging but you know it, it made for it made me who I am today yeah. so I wouldn't change it for anything I like being a country girl and growing up the way I did and having to figure things out um, and yeah it's pretty normal childhood. Um, after growing up in Alabama, um, I moved to Virginia and went to college in Virginia. I went to Hampton. Mm-hmm. And um, again, far from home because I was I was kind of a loner. Uh, so all my friends were going to colleges close to home. And I was like, I know there's something bigger than Alabama and I'm about to go find it. <laughs> so
0: Virginia was my first step to to that. You mentioned you were the queen of jump rope (laughs) at five so was that like your first introduction to fitness and sports before you got to Virginia it
1: was it was um you know I don't know if you guys had this but the jump rope for heart oh yeah oh yeah did you have it yes so they came to our school we had this whole challenge of this whole sequence of um jumping rope so it would be individual jumping and then like double dutching and all these things when I was handed the rope I realized that I had a skill <laughs> at jumping rope and I was on the jump rope for her team and it was great it was great and that was really my first introduction of uh just doing some exercise in an organized fashion in that manner and we like went to different schools and jumped it, it was great it was a strenuous uh activity now I I've I, Grew up doing dance, ballet, and all of these okay. things. But jumping rope was kind of like what set it off. And I'm telling you, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine. PE was not my favorite part of the day. Uh-huh. Like, I would schmooze to the the teacher to, you know, get out of having to run my miles and uh, do all of the little uh-huh. things that you have to do to get your grade. I was like, let me take this to the office for you. I was teacher's pet, so I didn't have to do some of those things. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: it was good. But that was jumping rope. Really, um, was good for me. So then, when you went to college, how did that dislike for gym um, affect you in college? Oh, I, uh, that freshman fifteen twenty mm-hmm,
1: <laughs> hit me real. It was quick. real. Right? It was real. Okay, <laughs> and so, but in my mind, I'm all I have always been weight conscious. So I would say. I need to do something. I got to do something. So, you know, Hampton is a beautiful ground. So we would walk around the water and we did light things or, you know, there was a gym. I may have walked past it once. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, that's it. But I also, during that time, got into, well, maybe it was in high school too. Um, I got into a very unhealthy pattern of of eating where I would either go on these bent, these diets, um, like, uh, the three day diet, the soup diet, like all those books that your mom had, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would go and I would try those. And then, um, I recently just started to talk about this more, but I was a secret a closet, uh, bulimic. Mm. Yeah. For in and out of my life for a while to be honest with you. But like I said, I have willpower. So when I'm like, I need to stop, I stop. I would stop.
0: Now, how did you get help for that? Um, actually
1: me. Wow. Um, and, and that self-acceptance and the work that I've been doing that I did and I've been doing on accepting who I am. Um, I knew it was not healthy, but I, have a really strong um I don't even know what you call it. Like I'm 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 pretty strong when it comes to being able to stop something um and I just was like, you know what? This is not healthy. Not only is it not healthy and it's, you know, I have the potential of eroding my teeth. This right. is terrible. Uh but it is not, you know, what's the the root of why I'm doing this? And it had a lot to do with uh, self-acceptance.
0: Yeah. Well, what advice would so, you give right. to a young woman out there who's going through something similar, but doesn't have the willpower that you had to, like, stop? Get, get help. Tell somebody. Um,
1: because you can't do it alone. And it, really, I ended up not doing it alone because of, like I said, the work that I... Um, began to do on myself and get into the root issues and the causes of how I was seeing myself, that's actually what helped me. But I do not advise anyone to take it on for themselves um, because it's shaded by your perspective of why why you're doing it and that could keep you doing it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if you don't have a, a perspective, if you don't have someone that's showing you, look, this is why you're doing this and this is what it's doing to your body. If you don't have that, you're going to keep justifying why you should mm-hmm. do it, which is what I did for a while. Um, and that's why you need uh, someone to talk to and different perspective to help shape what you are feeling so you could see, OK, my thought process around this is not right mm-hmm.
0: Well, were you a pretty good student at Hampton? Like academically? Yeah.
1: Yes, I was. I was. I was pretty good. And in neurotic, I, I, you know, I realized now I was, I've had OCD for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I was the student where... Very smart. Dean's list. Graduated with honors, but it didn't come easy for me. Okay. But I was so determined because I knew that I, I I wanted to to meet these benchmarks in my life, right? Like, so I wanted to get out of Alabama and I wanted to move to California and I wanted to do all of these things. And I knew, in order to, for me to do that, I needed an education. Mm-hmm. So even though it didn't come as easy for me as it did some of the other kids, I had the 25 notebooks and the 11 highlighters and it it became a real thing for me like I really dove in but I had to work really hard
0: to be that good. Yeah. What was your major? Uh mass media, journalism. But perfect. I mean, obviously. Um so yeah. <laughs> but when you were a freshman, what did you hope to get out of college? Like the day after graduation, what did you th- did you think you were going to be doing?
1: Uh, the day after graduation, I the day after grad graduation, I thought I was going to move to LA mm-hmm. and become an actress okay. or a singer or something. I didn't even think about my major. I thought it would help me yeah. to, because I was familiar with being on the cam on camera, and I could articulate, and you know that I was comfortable in in that role. But I didn't want to be a writer. I did not want to work for a traditional news station. Like, I didn't want to do hardcore news. I wanted to do something in the realm of entertainment. And I've always felt like, I've always wanted to do that. So I I knew I was going to move to L.A. when I graduated. And I did, two weeks after I graduated. Wow.
0: Okay, so tell us about your very first job and what you did specifically to get your foot in the door. Like when you finally got to L.A. and you scored a job. Let's see. When I finally
1: got to L.A., my first job, was I was a docent at the Hollywood Entertainment Museum. And I had to wear Star Trek (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And, And tour people around the facility. So I did that for maybe a year um and then after after that i'm sorry um and then after that sorry about that um this is real life (laughs) (laughs) okay and then after that i met uh someone who who is still my friend to this day he was um a big brother then and he's my brother now. And I started working for an entertainment attorney. And that got me into the world of, um, the entertainment side of things. So I worked for, um, his name was Daryl Thompson. I worked for him for a while and, I just started to meet tons of people in the recording industry and in the film industry, and it kind of just helped me meet people so that I could network a bit. I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do exactly, um, but it just put me in that world, mm-hmm. and and it put it it put me and surrounded me with the people that I needed to be around in order to. Uh, make those dreams come true.
0: Hmm. Now, what would you say was the biggest risk you've ever taken for your career? Hmm, Let's see.
1: Probably moving to L.A. two weeks after graduation with no job, no apartment, and $1,800 from a, um, that my mom had given me. We had done this, you know how you do those, those pyramid things? Uh huh. <laughs> well, we were at the top of the pyramid, baby. And that was my money for L.A. <laughs> so wait, how did you make that it stretch? Like, how did you like make that work? I didn't even think about it. And I think that Okay, so how did I make that stretch? Because that's a real, real question. Yeah. So, um, I didn't think about it. I just I found an apartment online. Check that was like five hundred dollars. Okay. We uh, did a car when I got there and bought furniture from IKEA. Check that was probably another three, four hundred dollars. Oh wow. And. I figured it out. I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do at all. I probably had a little bit of extra money from graduation and gifts and stuff like that. But I I went there and just knew I didn't second guess myself. I didn't question it. I just knew it was what I was going to do. And I think there's something to be said about that, because that was faith, even though I probably it was probably denial or me not wanting to focus on the risk. But that was faith. I wrote it down. I knew I was going to do it. Nobody was going to tell me that I couldn't do it. And I didn't think about the what ifs. I've never done that. I think my my biggest moves in my life have been done just like that.
0: Wow. Somebody's on your side.
1: Okay. (laughs) Even when I'm in New York, I don't think about it. I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. I have the desire for a reason. And I think a lot of people don't don't pay attention to that, right? Because mm-hmm. I believe that if you have a desire to do something, that's God whispering in your ear, this is what I want you to go do. Yes. And that's where the desire, the desire is just not like the the thing, oh, I want to do this. It's, it's something to pay attention to because that's God leading you to your purpose. I really believe that. And when, when you're listening to that, there's nothing... No one can tell you that will stray you from that. And I've noticed that when I'm on my path, that's how I feel. It's like a no option, no other option. And I think that goes back to the whole um, diet and fitness and all of these things. There's no option, right? Like I'm going to have willpower. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to get to the goal. And um, that that's faith in that desire. And it's, it's where you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure it also helped you start How I Grew Today. So tell us about that. It did. So How I Grew Today was birthed from a
1: selfish need for me to find a way to be present in my life. And this was pre uh, me going to therapy or or really, really getting into therapy. So I wanted to figure out how can I make sure that every day I'm present because a lot of days I don't even you can ask me what I did at twelve o'clock, at two o'clock, and I wouldn't remember. You know, it was just like we're very disconnected from my day. And I didn't want to do that or live like that anymore. So I was working in the entertainment industry and I really just hit a, a wall and I wanted to get healthy, uh, emotionally. And so I left my job and and where were you I, working at at that time? I was, I was working at that time. I was working for S. Carter enterprises. Okay. So I was, um, working there and also working alongside, along with, um, rock nation. This was like when rock nation had maybe five employees. Okay. Right? <laughs> so I was, working with them as well. And I just could not do it. I said, you know, this is, you know, working there was like, is working with family. Mm-hmm. So I love going there. It did not feel like a job, but I felt like I wasn't living out my true purpose. Yeah. So I, I left uh, and took, took a minute to get myself together and figured out that I needed to find out who I was. And this was a way to do it. So that's how it how grew today was birth.
0: And then when did you see the most growth in the brand?
1: I saw the most growth in the brand. I, honestly, I, I feel like maybe recently, like within the past year or so, because as I grew, I started to really, as I grew, the brand started to grow and develop and become what it is. As I started to get clearer on who, I was. Mm-hmm. And so I would say in the past year or so, really, um, it's starting to really take shape and it's still evolving. It's still me trying to figure out what its purpose is. What's the highest level that how I grew today can serve other people. And, you know, I really wanted it. I wanted to want it to be a, a resource for those who are struggling, who feel like they're in it, by themselves, you know, I you know, my mother passed away from breast cancer and I say that it was stress that led to her being sick. And I attributed that to not having any resources or, you know, people to really talk to who could understand or you know, be a witness to what she was going through. And I want to be that for other people in the sharing of my story and the sharing of my struggles um, which what it's what how I grew today has evolved into right mm-hmm. so I want to share who I am um, everything that I'm doing on a database, daily basis to better myself and the issues that I have you know it doesn't stop once you get it It's it's we're lifelong learners and that's what I want to I hope to share and be for other people like I want people to see themselves in me and see, oh, she's going through this. Oh, I'm going through this too. Oh, this is what she did. This is how she's ironing this stuff out. This is the the self-reflection that she's doing. I'm asking myself these questions to really get to the root of who I am. So,
0: well, while you stay open and share with others, have you received any testimonies that you're like extremely proud of?
1: Oh, so many. Um, I recently got a DM from a woman who said that she was living in a, a bubble, feeling like she was the only one going through this particular issue. And in one of my videos, I spoke on something that really touched, hit a nerve with her. And it made her realize that she she wasn't the only one going through uh, this family issue. She was struggling to find her imprint within her family and becoming who she is in her family. And a lot of times what happens is in our family, we we play a part in the story of others. So when you decide to change or grow, sometimes it's met with some resistance and you have to have enough strength to kind of bulldoze through that resistance and it's hard because you run the risk of losing family members or, you know, people being mad at you or, you know, just for taking care of yourself. And that can be very hard for a lot of people. Um, and so I think that that was one of the the best testimonies that I've had, which is encouraging because that was one of my issues, right? Mm -hmm. Growing out of who I, who my family thought I was. Um, and Being courageous enough to become who I am. And so I feel like that that was very, very, very liberating for me and, you know, helpful for her to share that with me as well. And it really helped me see like, okay, I'm not the only one who feels like this. Mm hmm.
0: So you're, you know, changing lives in so many ways. You're answering DMs. You're running this online uh, (laughs) brand and platform. You're also a mother. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. How do you manage it all? Like, what are some, maybe some apps uh, or some tools or some hacks that you use? Oh, gosh.
1: I'm so old school. Now, I'll put things in in my phone, in my computer, but pen and paper is where is that for me? I ultimately go back to my moleskins and jot down my to-do list and I check them off, check them, you know. And I have uh, like three different apps on my phone for to-do lists. So I cross-reference
0: check. I'm like, like I said, I'm a little OCD. Which ones? Which apps do you use specifically?
1: Okay. So I use, so just the regular notes little app on Mm -hmm. my phone. And then I also have, hold on, let me, I'm pulling up right now. All of my organizational stuff.
0: I'm like, um, you also have that wall in your house. It's literally a full oh, wall. Yeah, my
1: wall was my <laughs> idea paint, which is fabulous. And I'm so glad I didn't talk. I'm glad that I did idea paint, which does like a whiteboard effect. So cool. So I have a lot of checkpoints. So I have it there. Then I have it printed out. Then I have it in a binder. <laughs> so I use that. Let's see. I use, um, I have a moleskin app that I use a lot. Oh, okay, as well um, I have a note this is I think this is now defunct, but it's called uh, b plus which is another note taking uh, application <laughs> um, <laughs> and I I'm a co-parent right I'm recently mm-hmm. divorced so I, I share um custody with my ex-husband. <laughs> And we have this uh, calendar called Our Family Wizard, and yeah, it's really good, guys. For any divorcees or co-parents out there, Um, and it's it's I get alerts. I use it a lot, so I have I have everybody's calendar in that app. So I have my schedule, but my schedule is private. You can privatize whatever you need to. Then I have my son's uh, schedule and. I mean, it's a really good resource. So i I use that a lot too for just keeping things in order. Mm, mm-hmm. Calendar wise. Okay. And that's called
0: our family wizard. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I'm definitely gonna jot that one down to give it to people yeah. who need it. Shoot, yeah. I'm gonna look into it myself. Um <laughs> but um okay, so you've had these transitions in your in your life, you know, you know, whether it's through mm-hmm. marriage and relationships, losing a loved one. Um you know, even leaving your job to start something new. So um, how have you been smart about money throughout all of these ebbs and flows in life? Okay. So here's the thing.
1: When you grow up and you don't have a lot of money and you see how your parents robbed Peter to pay Paul, (laughs) you can Mm -hmm. get a lot of trauma around money and spending. And I honestly I'm still working through that process um I want I I like food did not have a good relationship with money as far as spending because it wasn't uh I didn't have a healthy example of that at home because we struggled a lot you know and I feel like then we we lived above our means and the money was not managed and then at a certain point it was just my mom taking care of like everything So I've really had to enlist people that I trust to help me have a healthy relationship with money and come up with a budget. So I have a budget that I've created myself, like on Excel, and I try my best to live within those constraints and to really kind of budget that out. But it's something that I am working on. That's a hard
0: one. Yes, we all are. (laughs) But I like the idea of using an Excel sheet and at least like having a plan. So, you know, whether or not you went over or not, because some people just aimlessly spend money and have no plan. So at least you are strategizing. And I use Mint
1: also. That's another app that I use a lot for for financial budgetary
0: needs. Oh, Mint is good. Mint is good. So here it's time for some rapid fire questions. Um, I'm going to quickly go through them, see how fast you can answer. Um okay. Name one thing that makes you happy that you do each day. <laughs> Food, eating. <laughs> we are so much alike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what is your favorite workout? Um, Pilates. Okay. Name one thing that's always in your gym bag. Wipes. Okay. What can make or break your workout? My mood. Okay. <laughs> Tell me the song that gets the most play on your workout playlist. Um,
1: ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Oh, oh, I got that juice. Hey. What's the name
0: of that song? Yeah. I know exactly Ready? what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is something you typically eat during the week for breakfast? Avocado with lime. Okay, for lunch. Bone broth from yeah. Brodo's. Okay. And for
1: dinner. <laughs> um for dinner, I will make. Um, some I really like gluten-free ravioli with a spinach, mushroom, and shallot with a tomato sauce. Um,
0: whatever on top. You're making me hungry. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what is your go-to cheat day meal? Ooh, nachos. Ooh, like with what on it? <laughs> like no, ooh, hungry. Ooh. Lots of sour cream, beans, jalapenos, mm. salsa, cheese, all of that. I haven't had nachos in so long. Oh my god, that sounds so I, good.
1: Oh my god. If I was stranded on an island, they say you can have one meal,
0: it would be nachos. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, your your beauty product you can't live without. Like, say if you were about to catch a flight and you did not have that product, you'd be like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm going back home.
1: My um tinted moisturizer.
0: Okay. Oh, what brand?
1: Um, I use NARS. Oh, okay. Yeah, NARS is what I've used. Okay.
0: Deodorant. What's your favorite brand? Oh
1: my gosh, deodorant is a big issue for me. You're hitting all my spots. (laughs) Only because I do not like the smell of deodorant when I sweat. I don't like that smell. And natural deodorant leaves me smelling like a third grader. (laughs) Can't do that. So I tried And then I the deodorants I don't like. So I have in my drawer at least 12 different deodorants.
0: Oh, wow. That I'm trying to make work. That's deep. Oh, wow. You are not playing. Okay. No, I'm serious. What's like doing the best for you right now?
1: Right now, I'm on this Dove situation. I love Dove. But the Dove, I don't know the name of it, but it has the orange little top. It's the spray. Right now, I'm happy with that. Okay. Secret has changed their formula, I think.
0: Mm, Probably, I've been on dub for so long that I wouldn't even know. Like that's all I get. You
1: like dub too, so maybe I'm (laughs) I'm heading in the right direction. You
0: are. You could actually maybe throw away the other eleven. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) that's (laughs) exciting. Okay, so as far as like fitness apparel, which brand do you like most?
1: I like aloe ALO. I just
0: started buying their stuff recently, and I'm in love.
1: Oh, I love
0: it. I love it. I really do. And I go to I think it's Carbon 38. Is that the name? Oh, yeah. I've been following them too. I haven't bought their stuff yet, but it looks pretty dope. Yeah. Good stuff in there. Okay. All right. And last but not least, mm-hmm. what do the words pretty girls sweat mean to you? That pretty girls take care of themselves physically and emotionally and we sweat put in the work. Yeah. Awesome. So what's next for you and how I grew today? Well, I have a line of candles that I'm launching um, in
1: the spring of next year, and it's called they're called Seed. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I'm working on my second book. So those two
0: things are up at bat right now for me. That's awesome. So number one, I must say, make sure you have some travel size because... I love Absolutely. I know you in the, in the need a <laughs> bolt from your room. <laughs> exactly. Oh, thank you. And, um, also where can, before your second book comes out, where can everybody get your first book on your website?
1: Yeah. On my website, you can go to how I grew today or Amazon or barnesandnobles.com. Well,
0: there we go. Awesome. Well, this has been so good like just getting deeper into your story um you know you can know someone for forever and learn something new every single time so i thank you for oh, sharing
1: thank you. thank you for being so
0: easy to talk to all the time <laughs> i try i try <laughs> and that's marquita be sure to follow her at how i grew today on instagram facebook twitter youtube and also check out her website how i grew today.com Join us on Saturday, September 15th for the second annual Pretty Girl Sweat Fest at Atlanta. Grab your squad for the ultimate Sweat Sisterhood Fitness Festival with 700 women, 7 fun workouts, 7 Sweat Liberty honorees, 7 incredible captains, and so much more. With heart-pumping workouts coupled with the dopest female DJs, you get a first-class ticket to your favorite fitness trends and hit songs. When you're not sweating it out, you can refresh and refuel at our hydration station's savor garden filled with deliciously healthy food trucks, beauty bar, and complimentary swag. Early bird tickets are still on sale to July 15th, so grab yours before they're gone. Just one more thing before you take off. Do you want to get a short email from Pretty Girl Sweat every Monday and Friday that serves as a daily dose of all things inspiring and allows you priority access to our upcoming events? Just go to prettygirlsweat.com. That's girls with an S, sweat.com. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. And if you sign up, you'll soon discover that there's no hood like sisterhood. Until next time, always remember that good things come to those who sweat.